Across the Streams podcast, Kip here, and this is the first, you guys know I love new segments of the pod. And so this one, Kane said, yeah, you do that. That's your thing. So this is Founders Forum. And I'm excited about this because I get a platform. It's similar to Left Coast Story, where we're bringing on D3 coaches from the West Coast and bragging about what they do. But this one's even more in line with my passion currently, which is founders and original adopters of the Teams of Men framework. So we're bringing on coaches that I've been lucky enough to work with and have applied their passion for building humanity through their sport. And we get to brag about them. And we get to share the Teams of Men framework, the Teams of Men application with people that have done it successfully, um, have engaged young men across sports, um, and not only done it in a way that is impactful for them as people, but hey, newsflash, everybody, they mix in some wins too, which I could never figure out. So I'm excited to steal ideas from them as well. But we got one of our very original clients at Teams of Men, a guy that we just got to meet in person today, even though coach was like four years of knowing each other. It's been a while. Right? Three, three, three and a half digital years of Zooms and planning and talks and texting. One of the most authentic, uh, passionate coaches I know. Coach, introduce yourself to the group. Well, thanks, Coach. Uh, I'm Bobby Thompson. I'm the head boys basketball coach at Everett High School uh, in Everett, Washington. And uh, yeah, I've, I've had the, the pleasure of getting to know you the last couple of years through this process. And uh, I know it's it's been great for me on a friend level, but also just in giving me tools to better uh, be better equipped for working with our guys for the stuff that I think is most important. So, yeah. And I'm up here in Coach's facilities. And if you haven't been to Everett High School, I am I am super impressed. It's better than anything in the NWC. It's awesome. It's it's such a good place. I'm excited. We're in Champions Hallway. Champions, Champions Hallway, Hallway, even, everybody, for the pod. But, Coach, I want to give you a chance. Share your career arc. Share your journey in coaching. Because I think, a lot, like we talk about a lot, the quickest way to move hearts is through a story. And everyone's origin story and journey in coaching could resonate. Because we got a lot of coaches listening. So share your your journey. Well, I don't think my journey is terribly different than a lot of people. You know, I was a, I was a decent high school player that was able to have a good experience here at Everett High. And, was able to go and play at the college level at NAI back on the East Coast in Maine. Uh, far that away. is not just East Coast. Yeah. That's as far as you can it go. Far away, <laughs> far away. But it was uh, just a, a rich experience meeting people from all over the world. They were my teammates. And there's just something I took with me the rest of my journey. And then I um, kind of transitioned out of that to getting married and starting a family and wanting to get coaching. But like, you know how that is. It's like, it's, you know, it's going to be about 10, 15 years yep. probably. <laughs> my wife sent me straight on that pretty quick. And so. Um, so yeah, so I was, once the kids got to about, you know, elementary school age, I started coaching them and doing that and then got involved with our local feeder AU program into here to the high school. And then, um, you know, I was about five, six years into that. And then the job here opened up and I felt like I was grossly underqualified. Um, I had like one year of volunteer high school coaching experience and, uh, just threw my name in the hat and, um, just, just sold my passion for this place and, and what I thought it could be, and and um, and you know, uh, fake it till you make it. Yes, that's right. That's right. Half of this is fail quickly. Yeah, and so now uh, since you know I've been here since 2019, and i um, just been on a journey. I'm trying to build this to uh, the vision that I, I think it can be and will be, and and just having the time of my life doing it. it's biggest. It's been the biggest professional thrill um, of my career, and I do a lot of cool stuff here in the community. I'm blessed to be able to be an affordable housing developer mm-hmm. and doing stuff along that with my day job, but. Uh, 
this is uh, this is definitely my passion project. Talk, go back because we were just talking about interviews and AI, and that's a whole other podcast coming okay. across the streams. But go back to that interview for this job. How yeah. nervous were you? Oh, I was super nervous, but it came down to we. Did, I certainly didn't have AI. It was <laughs> it was weeks of it was weeks of prep, and I had a big notebook. I prepped everything. I had it all sectioned yes. off to everything about personal development, basketball, and philosophy, and practice plans, and. And I and, and so I just felt like I went in prepared. And then really what it came down to, though, when I got in that space was just sharing my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and and I just found that um, in that moment, I was just so comfortable and I just yeah. got lost in it, man. And when you when you're when you're sold out for something and you believe in it like that, um, you know, the details of all those other things, the preparation and that all took care yeah. of itself. But it was uh, I felt, you know, I, it's one of those things I think we all feel as coaches when we go in those spaces. Like yeah. I walked out of that room feeling like I left everything out there and I yeah. was like, you know, I. It was a great experience. And then I, uh, like anything in public school process, it took about three, four weeks. And so I got that call, man. And I, I just, uh, you know, first phone call I was able to make after I called my mom and it was one of those ones where you're in just in tears and you're happy. So just, uh, just beyond blessed uh, to get that uh, opportunity. And were you trying to memorize answers or were you trying to get Frank in the prep? Cause it sounds like you got to the flow state and just conversational in the actual meeting. But I know for me in prepping for interviews, I don't want to, memorize yeah but i want kind of reps and how would i tell this story right or was it for you I, I think it was honestly i think it was just i went into it knowing i'm just going to speak my heart and who i am yeah um yeah i i just I, that's never failed me and i yes. so i just uh you know i came into it with obviously all the stuff i prepared with but i just i think you know something i wear my heart on my sleeve when i you know when yes. i coach back when i played and everything i do yeah. and and I just, um, I just felt like if I could kind of balance that with, with the actual factual of how I, you know, I felt like I could share a vision for this, it, they'd, they'd buy in. And I just, yeah, like you said, it was that kind of flow state of just, it was very conversational. Yeah. Um, and it, and it just, I, there was never one moment stepping into it where I felt uh, intimidated or yeah. scared. It was just nervous, positive energy. Yeah. And then it just in the moment was awesome. I think that's important for coach, young coaches, especially listening because like, there's so many different approaches to getting ready for your opportunity, but that's so great for you to be like, authentically me works, not trying to portray like, well, this is what a coach should say. This is what I say. Right. And if, if you like me, then I can be the coach in that, in that. Moment. Well, I mean, there was no avoiding the fact that I'm not, I'm going in there and I'm the, the highest level that I've been a head coach at is like eighth grade girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. So let me, let me just sell it. I mean, like, yeah. it's not leading. There's no, that. there's no sugarcoating the fact that, I don't have the quote unquote experience that you're probably looking for. But the, the thing I, you know, I sold was that you're not going to get anybody that works as hard as me. You're not going to get anybody that cares as much as I do. And yeah. you're not going to get anyone that's as invested as me. And, right. and this is how through those things we'll carry this out. And I just thought, I just felt like through sharing that, you know, if that that's not good enough and so be it. Right. Right. Now. Right, right. No, that's so. such a cool story. Okay. Tell me your, your, what was the, moment or maybe it's a series of things that made you think about the teams of men framework and everybody listening you know teams of men we're about empowering coaches we believe the coaches have the keys to the kingdom so to speak with their players players are used to looking at them as change agents and sources of inspiration to change we believe in enlightening players uh, to the potential of reimagining who they can be as people and in doing that they'll probably make some buckets, score some more touchdowns and do it in a way that's authentically them. So talk to me. Well, it doesn't have to be a singular aha moment. Well, no, I think, it, I think it leads into just when I discovered you, but it was, it was really after my first year with the program and we, we, we'd had some marginal success, made some gains as a program that year and built some culture. I think the thing we all feel as coaches sometimes is, you know, we feel like we're developing relationships with our guys that, that are meaningful. Um, 
you know, we're meeting them where they are, but I still felt like there was just something missing where I was coming up a little short and mm. I could never, I could never really quite pinpoint it. And I, and there was enough experiences that year kind of concurrent to that, that we, I picked up just with the door open in the office after practice, just on some dialogues between some of our guys mm. that, um, you know, they just, I mean, as a, as a father of, you know, two daughters, like just things that, and these were good kids, but they were just talking like, you know, like we all kind of grew up in yep. the locker room talking and yeah. And I just, you know, it made me be reflective of, of my, of my experiences and just how some of those things shaped me for maybe not the best. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and then it just, it was so funny is that we came out of that COVID started mm -hmm. kind of shut down and I had to really start to think about how we were going to connect with these guys through digital means. And cause we couldn't see them. Right. And, so I started like really just digging in on some podcasts and I caught one that you had done uh, with Chris Oliver with the basketball immersion uh, podcast and you just sharing your path and your journey at Willamette. And it was just so many natural connectors to where I was at, to where when you kind of felt like you had to do something um, mm -hmm. with kind of just connecting with your guys with, you know, just uh, the vulnerability of sharing what healthy manhood looked like. Yeah. And, and I had, as I was listening in real time, the, um, just the intimidation of like, well, dude, how can I do that? And it was like, literally like, this is how you do that. And you started <laughs> yeah. talking about it and just where your path was. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is something that might be what I'm looking for, that void I was talking about. Yeah. So that was that was kind of how I discovered No, it. I appreciate that. Because that speaks to, I think, a lot of the entry points of connections that I've been able to make because so many people were in the same shoes that we were. Like, I know this. I do have the good intention and the value system that I want to help build these kids. Man, I don't know if I'm doing it. I'm trying, but maybe I'm not using the right tool, the right arena, the right platform. What worried you the most? Because that's something out there. You spoke to it a little bit, but what worried you the most? Like, hey, I want to do something. I talk to Kip. Uh-oh. Right? <laughs> what yeah. do you think? I think it, I think the biggest thing was authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, I just not wanting to be an imposter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just, and I think that a lot of that comes from our own insecurities. Yeah. And I just, um, you know, you, you're trying to reach kids where they're at and, and, you know, and you, you're trying to develop that relational equity and it's like, well, am I going to come off like this isn't like real or it's forced or it's, but, you know, I think the thing for me, um, I just, I just leaned into it and said, I'm just going to, I need to be vulnerable with this mm -hmm. and see where that takes me. And then from there, honestly, the, you know, obviously the pandemic was terrible in so many ways. And for us and how we connected with kids as coaches, it was really really challenging I said but I look at it from the glass half full perspective because as I was trying to figure out how to do that we created a medium where we hopped on zoom every single day at four o'clock for two hours that's so wow and, yeah. and and I think about it in hindsight it's so crazy man. yes and like we would we would do basketball workouts like the guys yeah. setting their phones up at the yeah. playground by themselves and like we're and I'm leading it from my office at work and yeah. so we're doing that days we're doing strength and conditioning um, just hilarious stuff, man. And then, yeah. but the piece that allowed me to do that I I wanted to be doing was this character development work. And, and so by this time you and I had spoken mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit and we'd had some forums with some of the stuff that were in the early teams of men days. And, and I, so I started rolling out some of the platform work that you had, you, you had provided and, and it just, it just, it worked. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, uh, that, that medium of being on zoom and Ooh. doing it that way. Yeah. And, 
And I, I, it just, it was really special. Yes. Two hours. I mean, I know everyone was doing Zoom, but two hours every day. The kids needed it, man. Yeah. Good call. Great call. And I mean, and were we tired of it after doing it for 10 months? (laughs) Uh Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, and not only was I leading teams of men, I was, I was just to show that vulnerability of what not an expert I I am and how it turned out good. I was like leading yoga on oh, Friday mornings. Right, just <laughs> take it. <laughs> not, not who I am, man. Not who I am. But gosh, darn it, we did it. Yeah. No, I love that. Let's take our first break. We'll be right back with Coach. So, all right, we're back with Coach. Now, talk to me. You you mentioned a little bit about the early days and what you started with. With tools, framework, settings. You talked about the success of Zoom as the launch, but kind of share with everybody the different mediums, modes that you wrote for you in your programs. I think that's what I'm trying to be better at. This isn't a cookie cutter approach. Like, hey, what what worked for Coach Bobby will definitely work in Oklahoma. Will definitely work. He, what works for you in the tools and the frameworks? Well, I think it's it's. I think for us, um, you know, like we talked about here, we, we, it's an amazing space that we're in our in our facility, and so we've got some spaces like the one we're sitting in now that are open mm-hmm. and where it's, yeah. it's very communal. And so we've been able to kind of get guys together in spaces like this, bring in smart board technology uh, that we have in all of our classrooms here and, and really utilize technology mm-hmm. while also being face-to-face. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the cool, again, this is something you, you turned me on to was, you know, just the pole everywhere um, capacity and, and having the ability for kids, you know, like you, you, the last thing you want to do in a, in a circumstance like this is take kids' phones away from them. Yes. Like we're gonna yeah. take we're gonna take this thing that you value away from you so you can give me your attention. Like right, so ego driven. Yeah, no, no. So like, no, I, I'm gonna use I'm, I, I'm gonna use something that you value, and it's gonna work for our means and what we're trying to achieve in the space. And so, so when we started doing things around, you know, kind of getting shared vision around, like you know just like words that like that we all value and like how we want to love each other and how and you, they start popping up the board and like words get bigger and they, they're, they're shared connections and you start talking about how all these things go and the guys look around and they see like we all think about these things the same way and yeah and you kind of break down those walls and so i think technology has been a big thing um i just think um just i think the biggest thing for me is just being available. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, and maybe you might've seen that down there, just in connecting with some of our guys yes. right, and that came in today is just meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And um, you asked one of your players, did he eat today? Yes. And you went to school, then you went to homework in school. And I heard you say three times, I got you. It was so powerful, man. And it wasn't like, you didn't even know I was like watching, but I was, this well, is- I mean, well, that, I mean he, 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 that guy, he always like, he never eats before practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the yeah. Part of it was, <laughs> He yeah. can't do basketball on an empty stomach. Right. And if he's struggling and slow, if you didn't have that connection piece, mm-hmm. you jump his ass for being lazy. Mm-hmm. When really he doesn't have the fuel. Right. So that's uh that's a credit to you and your staff and your and the culture. But I think climate is so big, how your kids feel. And I could witness that in five minutes, how what it's like to walk in there for you. You know, I think that's so big in what we're trying to get to. Right. Right. Um what are the wins coaches need to be on the lookout for? Because I, and first of all, you do win some games. I want you to brag about your accomplishments, but in this work, it's harder, right? There's not like, hey, Coach Bobby, today, 72 to 10, you won character versus bad character. There's no scoreboard like that. So what have you, have you fueled yourself? I think that, that the wins for me in doing this work is just seeing the product of the young men that we're 
by indirectly or directly, however you want to say it, how our guys have started to ingratiate them, ingratiate themselves across campus and in our mm. community. And for us, like the biggest tell point for me is when I go um, when I go watch other sporting events at the school or other activities, and and our guys are looked at not only as leaders, um, they're they're modeling the way mm. in in how you behave and. You know, and I think there's when you go to other schools, and we all see it. I mean, like you, you know, the, the the teams of the kids that are sitting around, MF this, right? Whatever else that talking about women like this, yes. talking about other things that are inappropriate. And I think the things that I've been the most proud of is seeing not only our guys not behaving like that, behaving in an exemplary way, but also because of the work that we've done, you know, previously and will continue to do. Um, you know stopping that stuff yes courage in the moment yeah, yeah. And, and and having the ability and the just the you know the self the self-efficacy to step up and lead in the moment and and really um and have the confidence to do so yes. so i think empowering these young men to um to do i mean yeah the wins are great in basketball sense yeah and and, and the work and the work is still intimidating sometimes yeah. i'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it like it's like it's easy to do the work all the time because right. Some of the stuff we try to tackle is daunting, mm -hmm. um, but I just I think that I think that that is the biggest win for me. And I was I was talking to someone on the phone earlier today um, of an incoming kid uh, and just just what the values of our program are and stuff. And I just I said, listen, like I we're, we're gonna we're gonna give your kid every opportunity with basketball to have a platform to be successful, but like. I don't, th that's not what I value. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be able to have a relationship with your son, five, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And I want to be able, I want him to be able to come back and say, you know, coach, I feel like because of some of our work that we did as a group, like, I feel like I'm a better, I'm a better father. I'm mm -hmm. a better husband, mm -hmm. um, a better brother, a better son. Yeah. And, and I think that's been the most rewarding part about, um, you know, now being in this going into year five and, having yeah. guys that I coached back then, like still being very close to them. And yeah, so that's, those are wins to me. Those are the right. wins that matter. Those that's, that's so powerful, man. And I, I would echo that in terms of when I just got done, you know, transitioning and being let go from my program. But like a week ago, I had like this great medicine given to me because I got invited to one of my players, uh, medical school graduations. And there was like seven of my former guys for whatever reason, their partners were for the former women's basketball team players and just be in there. And we, nobody was like, Hey coach, man, really thank you for your, the nine points a game I had, or coach, thank you for 72 to 80. You know, the, that particular, it was just like, coach, what's going on? How are the kids? Really? I got to sit back and just witness good human beings in front of me. Mm -hmm. And that was a really like soul fusing moment that you're speaking to of. I couldn't have saw this the day I had Jordan in the room talking about rape prevention. You don't foresee it. You just do the work and then hopefully the kids embrace it and go on to be who they're going to be with their actions. So I, I really resonate with what you're saying. Um, what do you think your players would say if somebody was like, hey, Coach Bobby does this stuff? Would they call, do they have a term for it? Do they have coaches sponsors to be? Yeah. What is it? What do they how do they characterize it? Oh, I mean, I don't know if they have a term for it. I think that, you know, it's their their. If they're really, uh, they'd probably say coaches character development they, stuff. They, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's probably how they would determine it. And, yes. and they, the coach is going off on his stuff again. <laughs> so I think that they would, um, they'd probably laugh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and I, I think if you caught them in an honest moment, uh, you know, they'd say that they appreciate it. It's in it. And it's the work, you know, whether it's doing heavy lifts, 
um, around, you know, just, you know, how we treat women mm -hmm. on our campus or it's, or it's stuff about, about how you, um, how you appreciate the brother next to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, or goofy little sayings or acronyms or da, 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 da. Yeah. They, they, they would laugh, but I also know that they would, they would show appreciation, um, for just everything that we as a staff are kind of giving them with that. Yeah. And, uh, so I think, I think that, uh, yeah, you'd probably get a giggle, uh, but you'd, uh, but I think it would be good. As I, well. What I start, when you say the character development stuff, my guys would start texting me, coach, this isn't very character development, something they saw, <laughs> you know, and that's when we knew we had right. some yeah, stuff. Yeah, something going on. That's yes. Sure. Yes. Um, you know, brag about your guys a little bit more on the court, off the court successes. You've seen growth, but because I know you guys from playoffs and, and historical markers for the program, but go ahead, take the platform. No, man. Brag about the guys. No, no, I mean, I'll spread it. Like we're, the space that these guys have created for where we, where we're at now, where we're continuing to go is special. You know, I, I, I referenced some of those first teams that we had. Yes. And like, and like that first year we were six and 14 and it's like, you know, and I love the guys we have now, but in a lot of ways, I think that team might always be my favorite uh -huh. team because they were sold out and they created yeah. a culture for what we were doing. And every year we've just been building on that. And I think that then through time, just the basketball piece of that and get some kids that have some pretty good talent and those same con like connected tissue things that we, that we really kind of formed year one. Um, there's a connection to all of it now. And so, yeah, it's, it's translating on the, uh, off the court and now it's starting to on the court. So we were, you know, year 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 three, which was the year before last, the twenty it would have been twenty one twenty two. We went to districts, advanced as far as we had in, in quite a long time, and then last year um, advanced to the state tournament for the first time in twenty years. And you know, for this program, it, it was it's the school has you know probably the most. I think it's, it's either second or third most state tournament appearances in state history. Yeah, and we hadn't gone into been years. in a drought, right? And right. So so to kind of get back there and to start to create expectation around that. Mm -hmm. And, and I, so I think that's special. Um, the way we play, uh, we play fast. Um, you know, we are, we are up and down. We are big time proponents of the two sided break. And so we fly, um, you know, it leads to things that make me well, hair. I don't have, anymore. <laughs> uh, but, but, but you live with that, right. with the style we go with. Um, I think the thing that, um, you know, defensively, we're, we're tenacious. We just we, we just kind of roll guys at you. Yeah. Um, but I think that our style of play is one where we share. We mm -hmm. share. And uh, it's and it's it's old cliche stuff, extra pass stuff. But where we've really built and grown the last three, four years is our off-ball movement mm -hmm. and really kind of creating um, and looking and creating opportunities for others. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I think this group we have now this year coming in, um, it's not a – we don't have ISO guys. We have guys that – genuinely love to to set others up but we have some really talented dudes too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so excited to see what um what they can do coming into the summer and then heading into the next season it's it's funny i hear you say share i hear you say unselfish and sacrifice which are all synergistic to the work mm -hmm. right and i don't and i think a lot of guys maybe listening or coaches listening it's not one or the other mm -hmm. it's both right if you do this right like you're a great model of this like one doesn't take the place or get in the way of on the court versus off court if you do it correctly and intentionally, like you and your staff have created space for, it all flows. And kids aren't dummies, right? They they see the the through lines to things, and they also see the gaps. Like, well, you said this up in Champions Hallway, yep. and then down here you're doing X Y Z. That don't work. But I, you know, I'm excited to see you guys in practice today and yeah. see it. How do people follow you? How do they get to stay up? Twitter? Where? Go ahead. All yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think that I always forget the handles exactly. <laughs> We're Siegel. If you type in Siegel Hoops on Twitter, I think we're Siegel. There's not a ton of Siegels. There's not. There's not. It's a great mascot. It's a great mascot. So I think it's Siegel 
underscore hoops um, um, on Twitter. Um, and then it's, it's the same on Instagram. And then, uh, yeah, you can, you can go there and follow our journey. It's, uh, it'll be fun. We're, uh, you know, we're, we, we're going to central this summer for camp and then, um, excited because, uh, in the fall, we're going to be heading to, I mean, the winter, we're going to be going down to Arizona Ooh. during the break, the holidays yes. for attorney and so get just, away from the rain, yeah, enjoy the sun. Boy, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. So I'm uh, just excited for what we're going to continue to kind of be building and working on. Yeah, man. Coach Bobby Thompson. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you, man.